scripture reading today comes from John chapter 3, verses 14 through 21. I'll be reading the NIV. Just as Moses lift up the snake in the desert, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only son. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but men love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what he has done has been done through God. Thank you, Kathy, for reading our scripture. I do want to acknowledge today that our scripture is John 3, verses 14 through 21, and it is March 14th, 2021. I just think that's very cool and completely unplanned. Today, we continue our Lenten series again and again. Throughout scripture and throughout our lives, again and again, we see and we experience stories of suffering and brokenness. And at the same time, again and again, in the midst of the chaos of life, we are reminded of God's love. Again and again, God shows up. Again and again, we are forgiven and mercifully shown the way. Today, we are reminded that again and again, God loves us first. Let's pray. God of love, we forget the beginning of the story, that we were made from love, to be love, to give love. Instead of rooting our narrative in the goodness refrain of creation, we skip ahead and find our worth at the fall, with Cain and Abel lost in the wilderness. We forget that first there was you, and you are love. We forget that out of love you created us. We forget that from the very first day you loved us first. We forget because a love like that doesn't make sense to us. Forgive our low self-esteem. Forgive our resistance to love ourselves. Forgive our hesitation to trust that even we could be made good. And forgive our tendency to pass that doubt on from generation to generation. God, write a new beginning for us that roots our confidence in your unrelenting love. With hope we pray again and again. Amen. Isn't that such a beautiful and truth-filled prayer? It was written for this series by Reverend Sarah R. 
and it speaks to the struggle in which we find ourselves. We skip past the goodness of creation, the love in which we were created, and we begin in a place that is rooted in guilt and shame and brokenness with Adam and Eve and Cain and Abel. In today's scripture, Jesus is talking with Nicodemus, a religious leader who came to visit him one night. Nicodemus shares how he knows that Jesus has come from God because no one could perform the acts that Jesus did without being at least connected to God. And in response, Jesus says to him, Very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. Nicodemus was puzzled by this affirmation that Jesus gave him and asked, How can someone be born when they're old? Surely they can't enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born. Come on, Jesus, you're not making any sense. And so after a little more back and forth, trying to help Nicodemus understand what he meant, Jesus explains it in this way that we find in today's scripture. He says, I know what I'm talking about because I came from heaven. And I came so that the world might be saved from condemnation. And then he adds, light has come into the world, but there are many who prefer to remain hidden because their deeds were evil, and they don't want their deeds exposed. We all have things that we want to keep in the dark. We're embarrassed of them. We feel shame and guilt. We hide them away in the shadows hoping that no one will see that they are a part of us. One of my all-time favorite TV shows is Gilmore Girls. And there's this episode where Rory, one of the main characters, she and her classmates are in their senior year of high school and they're waiting for their college acceptance letters. And Rory and her friend Paris, they both desperately want to get in to Harvard. And when their envelopes arrive, Rory got the big, fat envelope. Paris, though, got the small envelope of a rejection letter. And Paris, after receiving that letter, disappears for days. She doesn't go to school or talk to her boyfriend. No one sees her at all. And so Rory shows up at Paris's house. Paris is sitting in bed watching a soap opera on TV and has shut out the world. Both literally and figuratively, the curtains are drawn and she has her nanny hold all of her calls. She has created this cave where she has insulated herself from the reality that she doesn't want to face. She doesn't want to face that world where she doesn't get in to Harvard and she doesn't want others to see her failure. One of the first things that Rory does is to throw open the curtains in Paris's room and let in the light. And then she gives Paris a stern talking to and basically says, get over it. Remember who you are and what you are capable of. 
Now I would hasten to guess that we have all had moments like Paris, when we've either literally or figuratively drawn the curtains on our lives, shutting out the rest of the world, sheltering in the safety of darkness and isolation. Or maybe instead of our whole lives, we've shut out a part of our life, a part that we don't want anyone to see, and we've hidden it in that dark corner of our souls and our hearts so that we can keep it hidden there in the shadows. Even in today's scripture, we see that Nicodemus comes to Jesus at night. Did he do this because he wanted to keep his conversation with Jesus secret? Jesus wasn't exactly popular with Nicodemus's crowd because Jesus challenged the religious leaders of the time. So maybe Nicodemus didn't want it to be known that he was conversing and agreeing with Jesus. And so if that's true, I wonder when Jesus said, talked about those people who who wanted to remain in the dark and not come into the light, that they wanted to remain hidden. I wonder if Nicodemus saw himself in that comment. And what about us? Do we identify with those who do not want to be exposed to the light, hiding behind the dark curtains of our souls? This beloved and often memorized scripture of John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. When it's taken into the context of the surrounding scriptures, it doesn't just mean that when someone says, I believe in Jesus, that they receive the gift of eternal life, that they receive a new life in Jesus, and then that's it. This beloved scripture is about flinging and throwing open the curtains of our souls so that the light of the world, so that God's self can come in and dwell within us into those deep and dark recesses of our hearts, our minds, and our souls. That God can be there and dwell within us and transform us continually. But this takes vulnerability. A vulnerability that means that we are fully exposed to God. And often when we fully expose ourselves, we wonder if we will be defined by our blemishes. And to say that that is scary is an understatement. But we are not defined by our blemishes. Our story doesn't begin with the fall or with Cain and Abel or in the wilderness. Our story begins with God loving us first, with God creating us out of love. That is our essence from the very first day of creation From the very first day of our lives, God loved us first. But we forget that because a love like that doesn't make sense in this world. An unrelenting, 
all-encompassing love that's not just wholehearted, but a whole being love that does not judge or blame or cause guilt or shame. It's just pure love. Yet again and again, even though it doesn't make sense in this world, that is the love that God is calling us into. That is the love of the cross. When the light of the world shines into the dark recesses of our heart, not to judge or condemn or make us feel that guilt and that that hole in ourselves, but to remove the fear and the shame. Remove the guilt that lurks there and to replace it with God's unrelenting, unconditional, soul-warming love. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Again and again, God calls us to God's self, to remember that we were made good, to come into and to bask in the light of of life, Jesus himself, allowing that light to be the balm of our burdened and our bruised souls that we so desperately need. I don't know about you, but I thank God for a love like that. Amen. Now I invite you to share your joys and your concerns in the comments. And know that when you do this, when we go into this time of prayer, sharing on Facebook means that everyone in the world on the internet can see. So if you would like a more personal space to share and so that we can be praying with you and for you, you can share on our website. There is a spot on the top right corner of our website for prayer requests. And know that people will be praying with you and for you throughout the entire week. That it's not just a one moment thing, but this is a way that we can be connected throughout the week. So now let us share our joys and our concerns and prepare our hearts for prayer with this song. God sent his son, they called him Jesus, he came to Born baby.
seven days because he lives because he I share the prayers that are coming in. I do want to remind you of coming and you can write your prayers on these um, pieces of plastic and you can tie them on to our ampersand, our prayer wall. Um, and just as another way of, of praying with and uniting ourselves in prayer, um, you can come and you can spend some time in the sanctuary and in the church. The building is open basically from 9 o'clock in the morning until 9 o'clock in the evening on weekdays. And if you want to be sure that you can get in here, you can check our church calendar on the website. And it's a way that we can be with one another and that you can come and be in this sacred space. We do have a few prayers. Alan says prayers of thanksgiving for our wonderful church staff who have shown God's light and love to all of us this pandemic year. Yes, thank you, Alan. Greg says, prayers for all God's children and people, creatures, and earth. Dana asks for prayers for those who are feeling isolated and lonely, that they feel loved and know that they are not alone. Yes, amen. Mike asks for prayers of thanks for a successful surgery for Julie's dad, Bob, and prayers for continued recovery. And then Mike also asked for continued prayers for his brother Paul battling cancer. Procedures have gone well and look promising, but the battle is not over. And also, I do want to give a shout out to a little girl who will be turning seven on Wednesday. It's Corey's birthday on Wednesday, and she is super duper excited and has all of the unicorns and rainbows. If you do have other prayers that are coming in and I don't see them um, because there's a delay with the Facebook comments, then please know that we will add them to our prayers um, throughout the week. Let us go to our Lord in prayer. God, 
of love. You are a wonder worker. In this year when everything changed, when we felt worried and weary, when we wailed and we wondered, God, you gave us a promise that nothing can separate us from your love and nothing will be wasted. And God, we have seen that. We have seen that with you at work, light, life, love, and liberation will always win. You've heard our prayers this morning, and we pray that your Holy Spirit might be poured out on those names that we have lifted up. And God, also on the many who we have not lifted aloud, we know that there are so many thoughts, so many people and situations lying on our hearts, and God, you know those quiet whispers, and you respond with your loving wisdom. And so we pray silently to you now. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And we pray all of these things in the beautiful name of Jesus as we pray the prayer that he taught his disciples. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. As you leave this time of worship, you leave this space of worship. May your mouth speak of God's goodness. May your arms hold those in need. May your feet walk toward justice. May your heart trust in its worth. May your soul dance in God's grace. And may this be your rhythm again and again and again until God's promised day. In the name of the lover, the beloved, and love itself, go in peace and not in pieces. Amen. Have a fantastic week. God, we gather as your people to raise our song above. And we dare to claim a promise of your love. Though the day may not yet be here, we trust it soon will be when your children will Oh, may our hearts and minds be opened, fling the church doors open wide.
young lives cut short by fear and shame, so afraid of who they are and whom they love. May the message now be banished that your love is for the few. May their faith be new, be new.